Good afternoon, my renegades. Welcome back to Rogue Radio. And today is a special It's Time to Talk About It episode. And it's all about child trafficking. So, first of all, if you are at all triggered by sexual slavery, sexual assault, rape, molestation, or murder, please turn off the episode right now. Because this gets in depth. And, um, and it's very dangerous. So I just want to make sure that my listeners are safe. Like I said, if that stuff disturbs you, I don't, I'm not going to feel bad. Just turn off the episode. As always, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, links down in the description below on how to reach me. Thanks. Usually what I like to do when I want to research a certain topic, I will find a documentary on YouTube or um, Hulu, Netflix, something that I can actually watch and take notes on. And um, if you guys have the stomach for it, the YouTube documentary that I had found, it was called The Eyes of the Devil. And it had a very descriptive um, take on how mothers, soon to meet mothers like pregnant women in Poland, were selling their children for uh, either sexual slavery or um, organ doning, which is something that we'll get into. So um, I just want to kind of give you like the plot of the whole documentary because um, it is insane uh, what I learned but apparently selling your children in Poland is very common because um, when women don't want their child I don't know whether abortions are not affordable or putting the child up for adoption I feel like um, a lot of the time women are tricked into uh, finding a family to put the child up for adoption for um, and that's how the whole human trafficking thing kind of comes into play because some of these women are tricked into um, thinking that their child is going to go to a good home or they just want to sell their baby for money and it is just these women are heartless um, to say the least no offense to Poland I know you guys are my listeners um, I know that there are good Polish people out there All right, but to the women who have sold their children into brothels and to be chopped up I don't have any respect for you at all anyway Parents selling children to get money is common in Germany as well. Um, A child is passed off to a family until they turn three, and it is then sent to a brothel. A trafficker will become the legal father, and then no one will come looking for the child since the child is with its quote-unquote father. So... The one thing I learned about the human trafficking process is that, or the child trafficking process, is that they will not um, use the real child's name, their um, identity. They will literally make a new identity for this child in order for the police not to be looking for them, um, which is crazy because if the police are looking for this certain child, they would have to go to the mother that sold them. But <sighs> the mothers in Germany are willing um, to do all of this. Selling a child for organs is a big earner compared to just selling it to a brothel. So um, organ doning is also a big thing. Um, 
which is something that is very gruesome and like I said I, I will go into that later on but um, there are certain organs a child has that a trafficker will extract from the child's body um, because it's literally money that they're extracting from this child's body body so um, the organ doning price for a liver is seventy thousand dollars a heart is seventy thousand dollars a retina I feel like um, is a retina and eyes are about fifty thousand to hundred and fifty thousand for a child and there's about eighty thousand offers online um, for children to be butchered. Women post ads on the internet to sell children and they don't care where the baby wound up. Yes, some of the women, a couple of the women that were interviewed in this documentary was, um, I want to say yes, they're selfish. I'll come out and say it because if you're not actually bonding with your child while you're pregnant, you, one, don't need to be a mother. You don't need to be opening your legs for anybody. And two, you should at least have a heart in order to just give the child to a decent home. But like I said, it is kind of hard um, in Poland and Germany for some reason for um, them to be in a good home because there's so many traffickers out there that want children. But... Um, Mainly child brothels are led by Muslims, and I'm not saying this to be racist or prejudiced. This is something that the documentary has said, which is something that is understandable because when it comes to Sharia law and the culture, their old culture, grown men do marry young children. Um, but yeah, mainly child brothel brothels are led by Muslims. Their religion and faith doesn't prohibit them from having sex with children. So. We haven't even gotten to the just the most gruesome parts. It's crazy. These women who do this hate the way they look when they're pregnant, aren't emotionally attached, or even identify with the baby. Um, they don't believe it can hear or feel them. So there are women out there that do not bond with their child. And most of the time they either, or in our culture, in American culture, we either put it up for adoption or kill it. And um, that's just not okay. But um, traffickers online have made sellers make specific logins. Um, I'm sorry, login info for conversations making deals. So, um, I did get kind of confused because there are times when they do sell the baby and they know that it's going to a trafficker and they don't care, which is disturbing as all heck. But then there are um, traffickers posing as loving families who will also traffic those children. So, Either way, there is a high chance in those two countries, Germany and Poland, that the child will be trafficked, whether or not the woman is willing to traffic the child and sell it for money um, or just give it to a loving family. So that it's kind of hard to pinpoint which one is the real good option. Um, but yeah, they Skype with a trafficker. So um, the interviewer and the... Um, woman who wants to sell her child the interviewer wants to be able to interview the trafficker which is something that we'll get into later but um to traffickers humans are a commodity and objects for business people can easily go to the store to buy bread for traffickers um they make it easy for people to buy people so um there are people out there, surprise, surprise, it's not really a surprise, um, that want to sell people in order to get money. Um, um, women and children, mostly, I know men are also trafficked, 
but I don't feel like it's as much because men can defend themselves more, I feel like. I don't want to assume that, but um, it is a possibility that men are trafficked as well. But, um, yeah. Men, uh, women and children mainly, though, are the targets of human and child trafficking. Um, this specific trafficker in the documentary has a son when he has no potential feelings towards... Oh, okay, yeah. He doesn't have any, like, paternal feelings for his own son. He's basically just... His son is basically, like, the partner in his business to, to traffic children. Um, where his son delivers merchandise or children to be trafficked or for organs. Germany and the Netherlands, there are people who specifically target women and children and watch them every day. Pick up on their daily habits to make out their predictability in order to kidnap them. So, um, there is, there's so many different strategies that a trafficker will take, um, and will make in order to get more money out of a person. So, the one thing that I believe that they are really good at is body language and physiognomy like they're able to pinpoint a weak person it's almost like a predator like a wolf looking for um a weak lamb in in the flock basically and um once they watch and find out who is the weakest one they'll go after that person or that prey and um it's the same thing with traffickers. It's the same thing with um, people who um, are in the sex trafficking business. So they will literally sit and watch people in coffee shops, in parks, and they'll end up striking a conversation. Sometimes they are followed, sometimes they are um, stalked, until they are able to, um, you know hone in and bump into them quote-unquote accidentally and find out that oh they're having a baby so um oh uh i have a family that's been wanting a baby and then they'll have the baby and then they'll traffic the baby and then later on most of the time they will traffic the mother as well and the mother won't get any money from it so some traffickers are so clever they're they are able to identify a needy pregnant girl who needs quick money and doesn't want the child so the reason why i feel like this is very prominent in the areas of netherlands germany poland and ukraine which we'll get into later um is because there are many parts of those countries that are very poor um there's not a lot of business going on in especially Poland, um, there are people that have to commute to other countries in order to get jobs. So, um, finding money is scarce in these areas. Um, I know Germany is probably one of the richest countries compared to Poland and Ukraine and the Netherlands, but there are parts of Germany that are still poor. So, um, Let's see. Their clothes and behavior and appearance are all factors in uh, in how to traffic and how the traffic the trafficker finds the woman. Um, so bosses will charge traffickers two to three thousand euros, um, five thousand if that person is hesitant. So, um, oh, I'm sorry. No, the traffickers who are talking to the pregnant women about adopting their child, they'll charge about two to three hundred, or two to three thousand, excuse me, um, euros, if a woman is willing, but if, they'll raise the price up to five thousand euros if the woman is hesitant. So, uh, the more hesitant they are, the more they raise the price. And, um, or no money at all, if they're conned, which is something that we talked about. 
my husband is watching the game right now, so um, sometimes uh, there is no kidnapping at all, which is a different scenario to the um, trafficker. Um, apparently, trafficking and kidnapping is different to them. But um, if the trafficker has a demand on a commodity, certain child or age, um, it's only a matter of hours when they acquire the child they have been watching. So traffickers will go out into you know society, out into the public, and they will watch children. You know, just like any type of pedophile or any type of um, you know trafficker, any type of kidnapper. They will sit and watch the child, watch their actions, watch how they react to things, see if they're weak, see if they're gullible, and all of that stuff. But if there is a certain demand for a child, like um, a boy with blonde hair and blue eyes, they're going to literally kidnap that child and traffic them as, as soon as possible for the demand. Because someone's demanding, oh, I want this child with blonde hair and blue eyes. Um, let's see. There are seven German brothels in operation holding children age four and up, and they're drugged and exploited with pedophiles and brothels all over to keep business booming. They are drugged for sex. Twelve is when they are passed to a regular brothel, and that's the only life they know. Some go out and, um, some stay locked up. Oh, okay, so some will stay locked up in a brothel, and some of them will, um, I don't know. I feel like if you are in that environment so long, all of your life, it is very hard for you to adjust to a new life. So, and I think that's what the, the traffickers are counting on, especially when, um, that person will, if they are willing to make a new life for themselves, then they could, they could talk, which, um, is something that, uh, in human trafficking, you don't, you don't lose, <laughs> wow, I'm sorry, there are no loose ends in human trafficking, so if there's one potential, uh, commodity, that is willing to talk and they know that because they're very clever they they know that this is going to happen like oh this person's going to talk they're going to kill them immediately so there are no loose ends so for them to go out into the world most of the time these children will either kill themselves because one they're doped up they're addicted to drugs and they're addicted to the lifestyle that they have now because it's been pushed on them since they were children. And they're still children, you know, they're preteens, but they're still children. And sometimes they will commit suicide because um, the life they knew is the only life they knew and they don't know how to function in a regular society. Um, so many of Polish children have been trafficked that when they die, they don't even have a grave to be put into. So this is around the time where the interviewer is talking to the trafficker. And the first thing that he basically says is, Do you know how many unmarked graves there are for children in Poland? So effing many. I remember that. That's what he said. Traffickers use code names such as Mer... Uh, such as merchandise or dolly to refer to the children being delivered. Um, girls are called dollies and merchandise is code name for boys. So in order to talk to each other in public or maybe just even in private in order to just kind of like they have their own language to where they will um, say oh we have a few dollies coming in. We need to, you know, tell them how things are run. And we have a few merch. A few merchandise coming in. So that's just how they would talk. And it is... It's disgusting. A ten-year-old boy is too old, but three to four-year-olds 
is acceptable and are more docile to the instructions of oral sex. I knew at some point I was going to get really upset reading all of this, but can you imagine a three or four year old being instructed to do that to a grown man or even a grown woman? Women are just as disgusting. A A three year old girl or boy being told to touch a man. I remember um, when Ashton Kutcher was part of um, busting a huge human trafficking ring, like a child trafficking ring. He was up on the um, stand kind of testifying like what he saw and what he kind of witnessed. And he said that there was this girl that was instructed to perform oral sex on a man. And she acted like she was engaged in play. So she thought that she was playing with this grown man. Can you... It is so sick. It is so sick. That they would brainwash these children into wanting to do all of that. If you hear my husband laughing in the background, he's not actually listening to this. He's, he's listening to something on his phone. A child's day in the brothel consists of varying times of intercourse depending on the customer desires. One hour to maybe a whole day. Listen, I gave you guys a lot of information, and I think it's time to take a break. Go ahead, do whatever you need to do, because we're going to go deeper into this. So, please relax before you come back. They interchange children when one is exhausted, which is also something that we haven't talked about. When a body, whether it be a child, a child's body or a um, grown woman's body or a grown man's body, a body that is used for sex over and over and over and over again will get exhausted easily and will end up dying from how much sex that they have received. And um, it's all because they've been used so many times over and over again. And it's not a good life. Some of these people are actually, they've been, you know, they've been fucked so many times that they're just basically a puppet. And I'm sorry for the language, I just couldn't find another word. Let's see, they are also drip-fed, which um, I haven't actually looked up. So basically what a drip-feed is, is um, some of these kids will refuse to eat because they've been drugged so much or they've just gone through PTSD and they refuse to eat, but they have to keep the kids in shape. So in order to do that, they will drip feed them sometimes, which is just basically, um, they'll put a drip feed through their noses and they'll get the nutrients that they need through that. And sometimes they're drugged with that as well. That is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. Medical care, so they look well for clients. Kids get PTSD and refuse to eat. Alright, kids get PTSD and refuse to eat 
and get injections, drips, or women look after them, too. But these women are also evil. They do um, traffic women in order to take care of these children as well. So um, sometimes these women who are put in care of these children, they will be pulling their hair, beating them because they don't respond to their um, own names. Like, they don't even respond to their own names anymore. They've been drugged up so much to the point where they're zombies and they don't even respond to their own names. So there are a few countries that have a, a lot of brothels, and that's Belgium, Germany, Poland, and Ukraine. So yes. And some of these brothels are in regular houses. Intercourse is done before being harvested for organs. So, um, that's awful. So when they're, when they reach seven to eight years old, uh, they're for regular sex. Three to four years old for oral sex. Six years old, the age where sex is able to be done without tearing them apart. Yeah. Um, you heard that. You heard it right. Um, I don't even want to put the picture in your head. But when a child that young, three to four years old, or even an infant, we haven't even gotten to the infants yet, when they are used for sex, they are literally torn apart. They are torn apart. And after that, once the child is dead and the person who paid for that child is done being satisfied, they will take the child and harvest their organs. Then there is something called the VIP treatment, which involves a child being at the whim of the client and the child is literally massacred and murdered, raped, maimed, and whatever turns the client off. They will literally do whatever they want to this child until they die. Brothel kids are put on drugs. Ones who get um, older, more exhausted, and unattractive get disposed of and put in porn movies that are put on the dark net. So even if they get older and even if they get like quote unquote unattractive and all that, they are still put in a cycle of trafficking one way or another. Um, some of these um, porn movies on the dark net involve autoerotic asphyxiation until they are dead. Uh, Twelve-year-olds are aware of things and have been fed uh, such a way of life that their reality has been so distorted that the kids take their own uh, life during the intercourse. <sighs> Children are afraid of being touched. Too afraid to touch their own bodies, which, to be honest, yeah, that is a, that would be something that, that would be a natural reaction, especially if you were put in that, that life. Um, some are sold to Satanists, which is, um, a whole other thing. Um, and yeah. They don't go too much into this, but I've, I've said this before in my last episode about Satanism. People who are in the Satanist religion, y'all don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Satanism isn't what it used to be back in the day. And to be honest, you are only scratching the surface to what Satanism really is. 
because nowadays people say, oh, I am my own God, so therefore I'm a Satanist because I believe I'm my own God. And that's not what that is. That's not what Satanism is. Not at all. Culture has definitely brainwashed people into believing that Satanism is okay. And it is definitely not. Because Satanism is probably the deepest, most darkest hole that you probably never crawl out of. And it's the most disgusting way of life I have ever actually looked into. Um, Some people are forced into Satanist um, groups. And they will be put into orgies involving animals until they are dead. And then they will eat the dead body. Um, Some are forced to have sex with animals. And some are forced to have sex with children. Some have children and they cut the baby open and make the mother eat it. That's what Satanism is. And that's just a little snippet. That's only a little glimpse that I can give you. Satanists, when they come into this trafficking business, wherever they're at, a brothel, whatever, they have their own greeting with two words so you know that You know, those two Satanists are Satanists, but, um, at this point in the documentary, I decided not to learn those two words and also spare your life in knowing, so I don't know those two words. I've redacted it. If you really want to know, go ahead and watch the documentary. Some offer 10,000 euros in cash for our four-year-old child. Um, so yeah, we're going back to how the mothers, um, like sell their children, I guess. She thought she gave the child up for adoption abroad, but in reality, that child was trafficked and he said the kid was not at all beautiful. So it went to spare parts, which basically means he was harvested for organs. He was literally killed on a medical table organs ripped out of his body thrown away a donor kid is 15,000 for spare parts slash um, adoption the wait would be two weeks with no specific requirements so this the process for a donor child is that they'll be adopted by a fake family and by the time that child is ready to be harvested they will harvest the body There will be about two to three meetings to get the mother to give up the child. Um, That's usually the estimated number of meetings in order to get the pregnant mother to give up the child. There is a demand for spare parts and children are pulled out of the brothels and brought in um, to the surgical procedure of ripping them open and taking out all of their organs. And it brings in money quickly, so that's another um, way that they earn money. Um, Yeah. So the type of women that the traffickers look for is someone who is desperate and selfish and ready to do what the trafficker wants and usually look for women who are disabled in some way, poor, sick, selfish, weak prey. Um, is easier to coerce. Um, 500 girls on the internet found uh, who want to give up their child, so that's about, I mean, what is it, $15,000 for a kid? For at least spare parts, so let's say um, they use all 500 kids for spare parts times 15000 That is about $750,000 that they could be earning if they butchered all 500 kids. (sighs) Okay. 
if a girl wants to go abroad to give their child up for adoption, they end up in brothels and addicted to drugs. So not only, like I said, are the, is the child trafficked, but also the woman eventually gets trafficked as well. Let's see. And if there is any demand for an organ, then the child goes on the operating table for disassembly. The mother does too. So all of those um, organ donor cards that people have, um, I mean, is it really... I'm sorry if you're an organ donor, trust me, I don't have anything against you, but the fact that there are people who are unwillingly, you know, giving their organs, it just kind of makes it feel like the person who is willingly going to, you know, give up their organs when they die, it just kind of devalues that, that charity, that will for that person who who wants to give up their body in order to have someone else live. It just kind of discredits that to me. And it, it's not the the organ donor's fault. It's it's the trafficker's fault for making it like that. But the mother in the interview isn't at all afraid of the trafficker. She has a don't ask, don't tell policy. Too many questions and stuff like that when it comes to professionalism. So she's basically trying to be professional with this trafficker and saying that, um, you know, she's not going to ask too many questions. She's not going to worry about the child that much because all she wants is the money. Um, the trafficker, women who, uh, give up their child will be passed off into a brothel. Most of the time the women think they will get rich and have a lot of money, but they are on their way to a brothel as well. So this woman in the interview most likely was trafficked as well, all because she asked to get paid to sell her baby, which to be honest, she shouldn't have done it anyways, and I'm not gonna be that person that says that she deserves it, but there, there should be another alternative than just selling your child. Um, Islam allows men um, to adopt and marry a child underage. Muslims are their um, customers, basically. Um, like I said, when it comes to Islam, there are there is the old-fashioned Islam where you know grown men older men will seek out younger girls in order to marry, and this is where they go. They go to a human trafficking ring in order to pick out their wife. Um, but when it comes to regular Islam, the Islam that we know today, um, if it doesn't include Sharia law, I mean, I don't see that happening in their culture, but um, if it's regular Islam, like it's, if it's just the cultural Islam that we know today, but, um, a child comes from Ukraine. So this is where most of, um, this is the problem that I have with Ukraine. This is one of the reasons why I chose not to support Ukraine in this war that's going on. Because for one, yes, I did talk about it before. I've already apologized for that. I had to do more research. But the thing is, is that Ukraine is one of the biggest countries that um, has the biggest business for child trafficking. And they willingly do it. The president knows about it. And everybody is eating out of his hand. That's all I'm really going to say. So when I talk about Ukraine right now, um, people are probably going to get mad at me. And that's fine. That's fine. Like I said before, I'm, I'm used to being this person that, that says what they need to say and be hated by it. But 
there are children that come from Ukraine that are trafficked into Poland and they're given a new identity. So a lot of Ukrainian children are trafficked into Poland and being told to the system over in Poland that they are Polish. So therefore, they're no longer Ukrainian in order to make sure that Ukraine doesn't have their name in their mouth saying, I'm Ukrainian. They basically just turn these kids into Polish kids, give them a new ID, everything. So, which is another child's papers. They basically just take a dead children, like a dead child's like papers and give it to them and be like, this is your, this is you now. This is you now. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, with a different photo swapped out. So they it's basically just a fake ID, something that you would... I would say it would be something similar to like a fake ID when you want to get into a club underage, but it, it's much more detailed than that. But kind of to, you know, some of the similarities there. Um, kidnapped children. So um, child traffickers... Uh, will only, they say, will only kidnap children if there's a demand for that type of child. Or if there's an emergency. Quote unquote, emergency. Kidnap children only um, in urgent cases like an emergency. If someone is ill, urgent um, transplant is needed. Um, kidnapping is rare, but in the business, since it's very risky, the business, or to the business, sorry, and they never keep a kidnapped child in a brothel in case of the search for that type, that child that was, you know, trafficked. Um, when business is notified that a client wants to kill a child, there are clients out there that want to kill children for just plain, pure fun to them. And, um... I mean, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me that this is happening, but it still churns my stomach that there are people, grown people out there, that get off on torturing and killing children. Always. It, it will always make me sick. I, it, and the, the hard part about it is that it's not surprising to me anymore. There's nothing that surprises me anymore when it comes to this world and what's going on in it. Um, but they will literally pay a trafficker in order to look the other way. And they'll do whatever they want to this child until that child is dead. A group is set up to collect the organs afterwards. So after the child endures all of this hurt, all of this agony, there is a team waiting right outside the door to take the organs away and send them off to a hospital. So remember when I said there is no loose ends? I meant it. They don't want any trace of that child that was killed or maimed or beaten or raped to be found. So that's what they do. They leave no loose ends. Infants are the ones that suffer the most, obviously, in the trafficking business. Older kids get addicted or cannot take it mentally, and most of them are suicidal and kill themselves. Kids are drugged to a psychotic state where they want to hurt themselves. And clients come in private jets. Private jets. Who do you who do you know that has a private jet? Who are the type of people that have private jets, people? Celebrities, preachers, televangelists, the president. Elected elite officials. 
people who run the White House, politicians. They come in private jets just to get their nuts off by killing a child. I don't trust any president. I don't trust any celebrity. I don't trust any elite person or televangelist, and this is one of the main reasons why. Private jets. Hmm, okay. Owning a private jet is one thing, but using it to commute to go and kill a child for your own selfish, demented, demonic, sexual reasons is another. And the fact that we know so many celebrities and so many televangelists and um, elite officials out there in society that own private jets, it just tells me that the elite government, celebrities, are into this stuff. There's a reason why they fly in private jets. There's a reason why. It's because it's basically they're hiding in plain sight. This is exactly what they want. This is exactly what they want. They wouldn't be flashing it around unless they wanted to get caught. Private jets and helicopters from everywhere, and they spend a fortune to spend time with a child. So, just think about it. The world is basically run by pedophiles, child rapists, who want to assault, torture, and kill children. I mean, we have so many documentaries about, like, um killers who kill children and and kill other people on Netflix and all this stuff. I mean, is that not a way of indoctrinating another person to do so? Think about it. All those documentaries about like Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer. Um I know there's one about Jeffrey Epstein. There there's so many documentaries about pedophilia and pedophiles and child rapists and and murderers and all this stuff, and people are very interested in it. Is there something that we don't know about? Is there something that that we as a society, as innocent people, don't know? Why does this interest people so much in order for them to watch that stuff? Is that not another way of indoctrinating another person to do something as evil as that? One of the reasons why I don't like touching murder mysteries or murder documentaries or anything like that, because that can mess up your mind so badly, especially if you're mentally ill. And people watch it and they are entertained by it. Why? Why are we entertained by it? Why are we entertained about, about that stuff? Why are we entertained about it? Why, why does it interest us? I'll tell you one thing. The more interested you are in an insane person will make you go insane. But anyway, the operation is perfectly organized and they're perfectly cleaned rooms. A child is mutilated and nothing is underground or dirty. It's a corporation. So there you go. Human trafficking, child trafficking, it's a booming business. And all those missing ch child posters, there's a reason. Most likely that child was trafficked. Most likely there was a, de a demand on that child. That... <sighs> and most of the time, those parents never get to see their kids again. 
they never see their kids again because human traffickers leave no loose ends. Remember that. They leave no loose ends. They don't care about your children. They don't care. They're not nice. They're not going to be that type of person that is like, oh, I see the error of my ways and, you know, here you go, here's your child. No, that's not, that's not how the world works nowadays. I don't think it's ever worked that way, unfortunately. Especially when it comes to child trafficking, that is the most evil thing. The most evil thing that I have ever looked into. And, um, it sickens me. It, it makes me sick. Because there are, there are people out there that literally just sit on the benches at playgrounds watching your children and waiting for that child to make a mistake. Waiting for that child to just make one little look at that person in order to just snatch them up and take them away. I just basically told you the whole business and how it operates. One of the main reasons, and I've said this before, the reason why I want to talk about this stuff is because I care about your children. I care about your children and I want people to understand that Fathers, mothers, grandmothers, grandparents, they really need to pay attention to their children. They really need to pay attention to what that child is saying. They really need to understand that if that child basically says that somebody touched me, you better go to war for that child. Don't just sweep it under the rug because that's just scratching the surface of what people will do. This world is evil. And I hate it. I hate that children have to suffer the most when it when it comes to this stuff and it it just it breaks my heart because children are the most innocent things on this earth and people just want to defile it and kill it and 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 make it uninnocent and introduce it to a world where nobody cares I care that's why I'm talking like this that's why I said this this is why I'm putting it out there and if you care you would be paying attention to Thank you very much for listening. I will see you in the trenches next time.